Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, I've been in a neighbourhood dispute over the weekend. Have you? My neighbours are in on it. I've consulted both sides. I've tried hmm. to get whose side is on whose side, rally my troops behind me. So someone's accused you of doing something wrong or you've accused someone else? I'm accusing someone else and I'm oh, in a well. war, I feel like. Okay, well this uh, this is something that most people don't normally get into until they're in their pensioner years, yeah. a neighbourhood war. I feel like this is this is something you're well prepared for though. You've watched a lot of A Current Affair, you're used to neighbour disputes. I am so close to a neighbour from hell <laughs> call to <laughs> Tracy Grimshaw and get her out yep. and see what she thinks about the situation. I'll tell you what's happening before midnight tonight, yep. but I think you'll be on my side. <laughs> to okay. be honest, I think everyone will be on my side. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, I'd just like you to uh, open up the book of reality TV star spottings that you've got over there if you can. Yeah. Got go. it open here. <laughs> Great. Now, uh, only one entry in there. That was the time I saw Adro from The Biggest Loser Season 1 at a Woolworths. Did you? Yeah, have I not told you that one? What was he buying? Uh, he was he was in there fruit and veg aisle. He was so, eating fresh? Yeah, he's, he's, he lost it and kept it off. Great work, Adro. Uh, no, tonight I went to see my friend Josh play in a social tennis match. It was a grand final, actually. And it just so happened as I was there with my friends watching this match unfold that we realised that his opponent uh, was none other than Ashley from this season of Married at First Sight. Wow. Now this is celeb uh, sighting. Oh, you know, I, I think uh, I think most of the country would have known Ashley. It was the biggest show for a few months there. Obviously, the wife of Troy on the show and a pretty good tennis player. Unfortunately, her team did defeat my friends on the evening. But it is it, look, wait, wait, wait. So it's doubles. Yeah, doubles. Was yes. her partner Troy? Uh, her partner was not Troy. Ooh. Her, her Sell partner. that to one of those magazines. <laughs> or partner, is it well known well, that they're not together anymore? No, they broke up okay. on the show. All right, so. <laughs> retract our offer to the magazines. <laughs> Not a great exclusive. However, there was a rumour that she was dating one of the other former husbands, but I don't know. I don't know where that was. Was he there right. in the crowd watching? Not that I saw. However, he could have been around the corner. I can't rule it out. How does that sound? That's that. The magazines are wrong with that, can't they? Yeah, sure. Why not? We, we can't rule it out. But it's look. Normally, when these reality show finish, the reality shows finish, you don't see the the stars ever again. So to see Ashley tonight, weeks after Married at First Sight wrapped up, was a little bit of a buzz. So just note that one down if you can. We have Ashley Married at First Sight. Yep. Playing tennis. Yes, and Adrian. this is like in the. Um, <laughs> You know, in the paper, have you seen Spotted? Yes. Where it's like such and such. Mm. Well, it'd be like Adro yep. buying some broccoli, Woolies, <laughs> R8. Yes. I did think that went a bit far once when they had a picture of one of the newspaper's journalists in Spotted. <laughs> Just said, it was a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> Took this one myself. But look, well, we've got the book open yep. of reality show uh, star sightings. I thought we'd open up the lines on 131060. If you've ever encountered a, uh, someone from a reality show, a star from a reality show in person, or maybe maybe you've seen them on a dating app or something like that, we can enter it into the book. I've got a name for it. Yep. Back to reality. That's pretty good. Because <laughs> they're yeah. getting back to day-to-day life. That's actually great. You but should, they were on reality TV. What you should do, and I'm just going to pitch this at you. Hit me up. to make you a millionaire. Mm. Start a podcast where you catch up with former reality stars. Yep. Back to reality. Just like what it's like going back to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, I was on a huge TV show. Yep. Now I have to go back to being an accountant. Kind of sucks, to be honest. <laughs> I rathered when everyone was talking about me. It'd be a great podcast. All right, 131060. Have you seen uh, anyone who's been on a reality show, maybe a former reality show TV star? 
early big brother, yep. bonus points. If we get a hot dog sighting, <laughs> I'm going to be stoked. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. We do go into this knowing, Zach, that there's been a lot of reality stars around Australia. We might not remember all of them, so we'll see who we can enter into the into the book here. We got Steph in Melbourne. Who'd you see, Steph? Um, I saw Beck from the block. Hmm. I've heard of Jenny yeah. from the block. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a. I haven't actually. I don't think I've seen a season of the block myself. What season was was Beck Steph? Um, I can't remember. I think it was about three or four years ago. And what okay. was Beck doing when you saw her? Um. She was just with family, just talking, and I was too shy to go up and say anything, so I made my mum do it. Okay. <laughs> and what did your mum say? Oh, she was just like, oh, my daughter's a fan. Can she get a photo? Oh, so you got a photo. Okay. I mean, if... Yeah. And, and We've got photo proof. We can print that photo and put it in our book, put like it in a scrapbook. Book. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. And I reckon, I mean, I reckon, depending on how long it was since the show finished, Beck would have been absolutely flattered to be asked for a photo. That's a pretty stage. good sighting. If she was building a birdhouse... <laughs> That would be significantly better, but that one's okay. Uh, Lockie, in Bendigo, uh, what, what celebrity, reality celebrity sighting can you add to the book? Uh, I used to work with Sandra from season three of The Bachelor. Oh, you worked with, you worked with a former Bachelor contestant. Now, was this yeah. pre-Bachelor or after Bachelor? After The Bachelor. Oh, back to work. Okay, so I'm, I'm yeah, trying to remember, how, to how long did Sandra last in the show? Uh, it was about five episodes from memory. Five episodes, okay. okay. So, look, that's a short That's run. why I can't remember. I'm going to be honest. You <laughs> have to get to the final out. three if you're going to survive, <laughs> yeah. you know, a couple of years. And, Lockie, do you, do you remember Sandra getting noticed much after her time on the show? Oh, I think there was a couple of people that recognised her. Yeah. They just weren't, yo, you were on a dating show. Yeah, look, you, you kind of have to you, you kind of have to make double digits of episodes before you start getting asked for photos. Lucky, I think. be honest. Did he ever bring a rose into work just to <laughs> mess with her a bit? Oh gosh. I think Lockie's just realising he should have done that. He should have. That would have been a great office Sweet. prank. Um, Mark on thirteen ten sixty. Uh, which former reality star have you seen, Mark? Uh, Dave, he used to be one of the big brothers. I think he was in. Um the one with hot dog, Farmer Dave. Oh, okay. Wow. We so, have hot dogs adjacent. We haven't got a hot dog sighting, which would have been mm, the highest points well, you can get. We do have, as many people might know in this studio, we have a siren that goes off if we ever get a hot do- a confirmed hot dog sighting. We haven't got that. However, we have got someone. Dave, I, I don't remember Dave. I do remember a farmer. Is yeah. that who he was? Was he Farmer Dave, Mark? Yeah, he was, it was Farmer Dave. He was the one that came out gay on the, um, on the one of the Big Brother apps. Did you? Oh. Where did you see him? Uh, the Bella Vista farm there in Sydney, and he's got a couple of stray dogs as well. Oh, okay. That's that's good. a good sighting. That's... He was he had something to do with being a farmer, and he's farmer day. That's pretty good. I mean, obviously, he's probably sick of being asked about hot dogs. <laughs> what was it like to live in the live in the house with hot dogs? But it's good to know that Farmer Dave's still out there doing his farming activities. And he didn't win Big Brother, but I assume he got first place in the dog show. <laughs> right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Smack bang in the middle of a neighbourhood dispute, Dom. It's Ooh. raging. Wow. I've been to my neighbours. I've tried to see what side they're on. Yep. So is it, hang on, is this you accusing somebody of doing something improper or have you been accused of doing something improper? I'm doing the accusing, baby. Right. <laughs> the <laughs> possum's back. <laughs> okay. 
Play right, the scary well, music. Well, you might don't have just scary. I mean, what scary music do you even want? The possum's back. All right, hang on a second. Oh, come on. This. I thought you had it queued up there. Uh, I, uh, you know that I'm not the fastest on the buttons uh, in the radio industry. I've got something for you now. Go now, go okay, now. Okay, hang on. Yep. The possum's back. If we can get that sharper, that would have been a great moment. <laughs> We'll, look, we'll rehearse throughout the week and we'll now, get better. you would know that I'm trying to become a suburban gardener, a suburban farmer. I'm trying to grow my own produce. Yep. Get my fingers in the soil. Well, I mean, you keep saying this. You've grown half a lettuce or something. What have you grown? I grew one cherry tomato. <laughs> That's right, one cherry yeah, tomato. Yeah, well, I was well on my way <laughs> yep. on rectifying myself mm. uh, until once I got attacked by a possum, yep. ate all my parsley, mm. and I thought, okay, that's okay. Yeah. I can spare the parsley. It's come back overnight and cleaned me out. Okay, well, I, is the possum the neighbour you're disputing with? Yeah. Okay, sorry, I thought there was an actual human neighbour involved in this no. one. This is what they ate last night. Sure. Parsley, yep. spinach, mm. chilli, okay. kale, silver beet, and my two tomatoes, which was going to double the amount of tomatoes <laughs> I had ever grown. Well, okay, you are, I told you this after the last possum attack. Put something over your veggie patch. Okay, well, I had done that. Yeah. Okay, I, they're in a pot. Mm. All the vegetables are in pots. Yep. I put them up on a platform. Mm thinking that it would be too high for it. But okay, I've lined it up on a bench, and it turns out what I've done is just set up like a sizzler all-you-can-eat-salad <laughs> bar. Because I think it's just like perfect height for the possum to come along and just take whatever it wants. Because just systematically, every single vegetable has been eaten to the bottom. Zach, uh, possums are like crawling around on like power lines and they, like they can get up onto a raised platform. Yeah, well, I didn't you know get, they could. You're going to need to do better than that. I yeah, feel like we are like no. seconds away from it coming back tonight and yep. just be <laughs> management the po- you're out of spinach you're 100% right the possum would have thought he set up a table for me this is a banquet what a treat well funny you say that they can go on power lines because I did get a side of it last night yeah I think it was waiting for me to go to bed okay. because I was out on the balcony yep. it was across the road on the power lines mm. and it's I don't want to be inappropriate here but yep. it's looking fat <laughs> I feel like it's actually not healthy for it. It's eating too many of my vegetables. It's overweight. You can't fat shame possums on the show. We're going to get in the news if I you know. do that. I don't. I know. It's, I'm just saying it doesn't look like a healthy possum. Right, it looks okay. like it's been consuming too much. And yeah. I think it's because it's coming and eating all my vegetables. Well, this has turned into a, a war of words. It is a war of words. Firstly, the possum starts stealing your vegetables. Now you're calling the possum names on the radio. I don't know where this is going to end. Someone needs to step in and mediate this. Well, do you want to see what I've done today? Okay. I've had a trip to buy. Okay. I mean, this is just a prototype. I had to whip it up before the sun went down, sure. but I'll show you a picture of what I've done. Okay. Well, this looks, this is what I'm talking about. It looks like you've got some netting. Bird netting. Bird netting. And you've set that up over your veggie patch. Yep. And so now mm. it's kind of looks like one of those beds that you sleep in to keep mosquitoes out. Yeah. yeah. And that's, look, that's not bad. However, possums do have claws and I reckon it could tear through that pretty quickly. No. No, I don't think you've gone far enough. What do you think? It's gonna be like it's gonna be like the Ocean's Eleven. It's gonna it's gonna draw a perfect circle in it, like it's cracking through a window. And it's gonna slip in there and take all my vegetables. No, that's no. what the net's designed for, to keep pests out. I have a solution for you. Crim safe. <laughs> Get crimsafe screens. I've seen the ads. That's meant to secure it. Like, this is meant to be safe if someone tries to get a crowbar yeah, in your screen Yeah, but if door. I do that, the yeah. vegetables will be inside. They need sun. <laughs> yeah, crimsafe ha- has holes in it in the grates. The sun can get in through that. I'm, my vegetables are going to be in a prison before we know it. <laughs>
just to I keep just, this this possum out. Well, I'm I don't want to be controversial, but honestly, I take the side of the possum at this stage. I think the possum, you've left a treat out for it. Mm. What a lovely uh, local resident you are, providing food for the wildlife of the area. Well, it's interesting I, that you're siding with the possum because mm. I did note today that that possum is now healthier than you. <laughs> Today alone has eaten about three times the amount of vegetables that you've eaten this year. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Collective Nouns Out of Context News. Making Out of Context News tonight, Harry Styles went to see Peter Rabbit at the movies. The story is incredible and it's such an amazing experience going to watch it and I haven't been like moved like that in a cinema for a long time. Also, Manu from MKR is tempted by the vending machine at work. There's nothing that I look in it that I don't want to eat. And Donald Trump is upset that the McDonald's playground now has an age limit. I would love to go there. I, as you know, before this happened, I would be there a lot. It, very special people in a very special place. This is Collective Now. If you've listened to the show before, you know that each week we ask, beg, nay, plead for five-star reviews on the iTunes podcast store, a.k.a. the Collective Down Forum, a.k.a. the happiest place on the internet. And it is so easy and affordable to get into the Collective Down Forum. All you have to do is search for Collective Down on iTunes, leave a five-star rating, which is your admission price, into the forum. Write whatever you want in the review. And we will read it out on the show, Zach. Uh, kicking us off tonight, we are esteemed, I'd say, to have the return of Sir Shaker Fries the fourth into the forum. Sir Shaker Fries, I tip my McDonald's crown to you. Absolutely. Which I've got left over from going to a McDonald's party 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, no, McDonald's didn't have crowns. That was Hungry Jack's, wasn't it? I believe McDonald's did have crowns. Did they? I missed the McDonald's crown Actually, phase. you know what? <laughs> I could be getting confused, but I do think they had a hat of some sorts. Well, I remember when I went to a, a KFC party once, they let us have crew hats. Hang on, <laughs> KFC party? That didn't actually happen. Yeah, it did. No, but what I'm saying is that wasn't <laughs> instituted by KFC. One of your friends had an older sibling who worked at KFC. Yep. No, that's uh, that's I'm right. Actually, our producer Michael's just throwing, right. showing us that. Yes, show me the picture, Michael. They were crowns at McDonald's, which I shouldn't be at all surprised about. Because yes. uh, obviously Hungry Jack's took that idea from McDonald's, I reckon. that's. I'd love to go to know the lineage. Well, because well, I think Hungry Jack's is Burger King in America. That's and Burger true. King having a crown makes a whole lot of sense. Less sense with Hungry Jack's. No. Is the name. I never really got that transfer. No, it's an interesting story, actually. Is it um, actually? I think it is. Like, they couldn't get the rights to Burger King or something because the someone uh, there was a store in Australia called Burger King already, and the guy's like, I'm not scared of letting you call yourself Burger King. And so they went, I don't know where Hungry Jack's came from, but it's just, it kind of went from there. Pretty and much. I imagine to our international listeners, like, If you're from America. Well, Sir Shaker Fries the Fourth is American. This might be the first time you're learning, we don't have Burger King, we have Hungry Jack's, and Hungry Jack's mm. is the home of a Whopper. That's it. Americans come over here and they'll say, Whopper, what are you doing outside your home? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the home now. It's entirely the same store in every way, except yeah, it's Hungry much. Jack's, not Burger King. Well, so, so Shaker Fries the fourth this time, Zach, has gotten in touch uh, about what we were chatting about, I think, last time in the forum. A new segment idea of Dom's dream stories after I mentioned I'm keeping a dream journal. How's the journal going? Is it getting many entries? Last Thursday night, actually, I had four recorded dreams in the night. Okay, so what do you do? So you have a dream, wake up, write it down, go back to sleep, or in the morning you're recording all four? No, so I wake up, scribble it down, go back to sleep. Well, Um, they won't make any sense. Not only because they're dreams, but also because you're (laughs) writing them at 2 a.m. Well, I I try just to write down the little bits I can remember from the dream, because dreams go pretty quickly. Um, And... The thing, I haven't gone back and looked at those ones yet, but it, like, I'd say we're averaging a dream every two days, probably. 
Um, so well, don't you dream like every night and it's the ones you remember? It's the ones you remember. Um, but I'm remember, I'm catching more than I used to. But I certainly think if we want to go down a Dom's dream story angle as a new segment, um, there's certainly potential there. We would. Well, you told me I was never allowed to read it. I'll bring the ones you can read. Oh, well, you're not going to bring any of the good ones. Well, did I tell you I had one a few months ago where I fired you? You fired me? Were you like Donald Trump? Uh, Yeah. I don't know if it was quite the apprentice scenario. Were you, when you look at your hands, were you Trump? (laughs) It's hard to remember. It's possible I was Trump. All I remember was I had to make the choice. um, I think it was between you and uh, was it a a former cricketer. I might have been Matthew Hayden, the former Australian cricketer. And I In chose... what context? <laughs> I don't, I what, was... we're just working for you? <laughs> Something like that. You did tell me about another dream you had where you were king and I was bringing you grapes. It does seem to be a theme <laughs> where you keep dreaming that. <laughs> You're my subordinate. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know what that suggested. Yeah, Maybe know. it's a deep desire. I don't know. <laughs> but look, we'll leave that one for the dream interpreters. Um, but look, Sir Shaker Price just wants to say... Uh, that they think it would be a great segment to replace Freedom um, if That's we did true. Dom's Dream Journal. And they say more likely a much more enjoyable one. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's a little bit rough. Dom's dream journal does sound like an a idea you could have done in Freedom. That's not that's true, actually. In fact, we could do a segment, 131060, open up the phone lines. Uh, tell us about well, your dream. Well, not right night. at the moment. Well, not right now, no. But tell us about you. you what, what was your dream last night? Most right. recent dream you remember? Uh, no, we're not doing that. No, we, do have, we, sh- we did institute that dream story policy because... We do know that dreams are always, no one's telling you, because a dream that you have feels interesting and important, but it never, I don't know what it is. It never sounds interesting and important. Uh, I went to, I did creative writing at uni Mm. and then someone submitted a dream as a short story. They had recounted their dream, but they didn't tell anyone it was a dream. So it was just an incoherent story. (laughs) (laughs) The tutor was like, this doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Uh, next in the forum, we have Yes Mate, Yes Wow uh, dropping by. Um, and they've just uh, mentioned that they were talking about, uh, the, the, they heard us talking about uh, the ice cream hack last week, Zach, which is I saw somebody in an ice cream store taking a free sample of uh, 17 different flavors of ice cream with the free sample spoons they give you, then wandering out without purchasing an ice cream. Really genius still to this day. Um, they've just said that there's another one they've discovered in the past, uh, relating to McFlurries. Are you a McFlurry fan? I've had a McFlurry before. I, I'm not regularly. I used to be, I don't know if they still do the crunchy McFlurries. Is crunchy McFlurry still? I, I, I'm not sure if that's still on their range, but I would have been polishing down in primary school days. Every McDonald's trip, I'd get, I'd get a crunchy McFlurry. And, mm. and what is, see... That just highlights your mm. privilege. What do you mean? That I mean, getting a McFlurry in my family—that was—that <laughs> was. I don't think that ever happened. <laughs> Maybe a soft serve if you're lucky. Well, I know we've had the chat before about me being allowed two soft drinks when we went out for dinner, which our producer Michael is genuinely enraged about. Like all no all jokes aside, he's genuinely furious that I was allowed to get two soft drinks when we went Spoil. out for dinner. Well, it's not spoiled. Michael's moving towards a microphone. Michael, jump in on this. If you, you, you are actually furious about that. It's a bit ridiculous, Dom. I just would have two soft drinks if we were out for a dinner. My no. neighbours were a two soft drink family <laughs> and it divided us. <laughs> Our families didn't get along because of it. <laughs> okay. So we're talking about... Were you a one soft drink family, Michael? Uh, to me, it's one of the basic principles of being a child is you learn how to spread one drink over yes. the course of maybe 90 minutes to two hours, depending on how chatty your parents were with their friends. Or if it was a lunchtime thing, it could be the whole afternoon. Exactly, yeah. And that, that one Sprite 
or yeah. like off-brand IGA <laughs> brand lemonade yeah. would have to last you for that entire time. And that's a skill mm. that you never got to learn. Of. Yeah, portion. No, and and look, it, many of the stories that I tell on this in this podcast probably would line up with my lack of portioning ability. It's yeah. a skill I missed out on early on. In fact, I do remember once that I was at my auntie's place and she said, "You know the rule, Dom: no more than four soft drinks a day." Four. <laughs> four. <laughs> and that was restricting you. <laughs> They had to bring that rule in. <laughs> that wasn't like we're bumping it out to four. It's like, okay. hey, hey, I'm going to be harsh but fair. We've got to have to cut it at four. That might have been on a special occasion. It might have been like a Christmas day or something like that when they had the, you know, when they had the esky out yeah. and it's every man for themselves yeah. with, with soft drinks. But no, McFlurries were a good treat every now and then. Michael, you're a McFlurry family or not really? No, for us, a soft serve on your birthday, maybe if your sports team won. Oh, and that's about it. Right. Michael also grew up in communist Russia. <laughs> <laughs> we should point out. <laughs> well, look, uh, yes, mate. Yes. Well, our story about McFlurry's, this is their, their hack. Um, they say that a few years ago, uh, them and their friends figured out how to order the same thing for only half the price or less. Instead of ordering the McFlurry, just order a cone in a lid. Um, or the, I think the soft serve in a lid. Um, and add whatever toppings you want for another 50 cents each. Now, I do think this is genius. Because so hang on, let's do the price comparison. So what's yeah. a McFlurry? Four bucks, maybe oh, more? You'd be getting pretty close to that, yeah. And then, that. so soft serve is about 50 cents. Yep. And what's a topping? Uh, well, I used to get, because you used to be able to go to McDonald's and just ask for a cup full of mini M&Ms from the McFlurry machine. That was his favorite snack of mine on road trips, just a cup of M&Ms. Um, and that would cost you, I think, 50 cents per, like, per rotation of the machine. Okay, so you're going maybe a dollar for this mm. uh, McFlurry equivalent. Yeah. That's pretty good. And uh, yes, mate, yes, ma'am, ma uh, makes a great point, which is that it's also a much more customizable dessert because you can add in chocolate sauce or caramel sauce or different toppings. It, it, I actually think that McDonald's headquarters are going to hear this podcast and they're going to shut the whole McFlurry thing down straight away because this, this is actually a flaw in the system. It's the equivalent of when people buy different IKEA furniture and they mix and match a sofa with a shelf and there's I Ikea hacks. I've not heard of them. Yeah. It's like a popular thing to look up mm. and you can kind of mix and match things. They're doing this with McDonald's Yeah, and they might bring them down. <laughs> it, look, it is genius. And look, if you do have any, any, uh, food hacks or dessert and particular hacks of your own, I'd love to, maybe I, that could be my best seller. Could put together a how to guide of dessert hacks. Sure. You know what I mean? Just me me holding like a... I do think there's been a trend towards the health foods. Yeah. And there's probably a market out there mm. for ice cream hacks. Hole in the market. Yeah. That's right. Forget health food hacks. How do you eat more unhealthily? That's where Dom Faye can step in. A hole in the market and a hole in your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So look, thank you. Yes, mate. Yes, wow. Valuable information. Uh, next up, Zach, we have M. Wills in the collective noun forum. Uh, M. Wills just says that they're a uh, year six teacher in Queensland, uh, and they're talking about um, our conversation surrounding cursive writing and typing that we were having the other week on the show. Now, this was after we were talking about pen licenses and about how uh, really you stop, most people stop doing cursive writing around middle school. Would you agree with that? Around early high I school? I think we decided that it might be a thing that was phasing out. It was on the way out. Well, uh, apparently they still teach cursive writing, at least at, at M. Will's school, um, but they, they talk more about something called personal fonts so that the writing is legible. So I guess that means that they, they cater to the individual writer. Go with what so works for you. Do they say that how you write is mm. your personal font? Is that the idea that they're trying to bring a computer term so kids would understand it? Maybe is that what's going on? That's my understanding. Mm. Um, 
I kind of think if you uh, got the new product of Microsoft Word and Dom's handwriting was one of the available fonts, I don't think anyone would pick that. They did that recently with famous people's handwriting. Oh, did you that. see that? Yeah. Who did they go with? I don't know. I think John Lennon was yes, one of them. It was like uh, the biggest of the big. And what I noticed looking through those fonts was they all had very good handwriting. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah. I think if, if you know, I went on to achieve something great in this world, I don't think you've seen my handwriting, mm. that they would put the Dom Scratchy. fan font in there. It's, it's not, like, it, it's functional. Mm. I think it does the job for the most part. But I'm not sure anyone's handing in an assignment uh, to their uni tutor written in Dom Fay cursive. I was always, mine's very readable, but mm. it also looks like a 11-year-old. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not very uh, adult-like. <laughs> I feel like maybe I need to take some calligraphy classes. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Why not? I mean, they'd be great fun. Um, I could have great handwriting. Yeah, but then what? How often do you handwrite? Whoever sees your handwriting. I mean, good point, but it'd be a nice skill to have, wouldn't it? Like learning different languages. I'll never need them. Yeah. I'll get Google well, you, Translate. You, well, you go overseas. Well, Google Translate will do the job. Yeah. Um, I don't need the languages. It'd be nice to have them, though. Mm. Actually, there's a fun, fun question. If you could plug one skill into your brain that you just had right now, any skill. Flying. Well, that's not a skill. That's a superpower. A skill that humans can attain. Yeah. What would it be? Flying a jet. <laughs> a pilot. That'd be pretty cool. But none of the training. I don't want to do the hundreds well, of hours. No, that counts. That's a skill. So yeah, you're saying be cool. flying a plane. Yeah, I looked at a plane today. I was like, that's crazy. Look at it. It's in the sky. Oh, I still, I just wouldn't trust it. I still don't trust planes. <laughs> I'm still pretty skeptical on that. Well, it's it, not, the train's not a being that decides it's going to fly <laughs> and then one day decide it's not going to. <laughs> no, trust me. I, I'm going to do it this time. <laughs> It's like science and machinery that's repeatable. <laughs> I understand that. But every time I'm on a plane, I do I do kind of, you know, in uh, Peter Pan where they go, where they do the whole, I do believe in fairies thing to make Tinkerbell come back to life, oh, stay alive. Are you doing that? I'm kind of in like, I don't want to let myself think that planes might not work because right. I'm worried that if I, I think got good that, news for you, whether what? or not you believe planes work <laughs> is not going to have an impact on whether they fly or not. You're probably right. But look, flying's not a bad skill. What would you do? Um, well, I was going to say uh, calligraphy, but that feels pretty lame in comparison to being able to fly a plane. So maybe horse riding. If I could really ho- ride a horse really well. i got great news for you. What? Not that hard to learn. <laughs> Go get horse riding lessons. <laughs> okay. Look, maybe maybe I'll, I'll, I'll keep working on that front then. But I mean, uh, I, I do think I, I'm almost like the base model of human. I haven't had any extra skills added, any extra features upgraded. So You're just like the plain more. McFlurry. No flavors <laughs> put in yet. <laughs> That's it. Uh, actually, M. Wills goes on to say about their year six classroom that they also do still teach um, uh, typing skills with the focus being on words per minute. Oh. Which is great news because now I can use, and I know you didn't connect to the, my Mavis Beacon typing uh, story last no. time, which was, I looked into it. Mavis Beacon typing was a very popular software that a lot of people use. Maybe my school didn't have it. They did, Maybe they didn't have it. I Mavis had a Beacon. public school, so you went to a private school. Maybe Mavis Beacon was the advantage you got when you went to a private school. But I do remember learn, working really hard on my words per minute, and I got mine pretty good. What did you get up to? Um, I, can't, I think it might have been like 70 or 80 words a that's minute. That's pretty good. For a primary school kid, that's pretty good. Uh, I'll tell you. I mm. said on a resume when I was 18, yep. I applied for a job in a real estate agent, Okay, whatever their entry level thing was. And you had to put how many words a minute you could type. I remember putting 40 okay. and thinking that was pretty, that was like, I was like, I'm stretching it there, but they'll never find out. Cause I did a test with my sister where she timed me and there was around 30, but I was like, 
She thought anything under 40 was, yeah. you don't want to put that on your resume. So sure. I said 40, don't worry, we'll get away with it. People lie on their resume all the time. Mm. In the interview, the person goes like, all right, well, one more thing. Yeah. Here's a page of writing. I'm going to give you 10 minutes. So that means that you should be able to do, what, about 400 words? I'll be back. <laughs> oh, they tested you. Yes. And how'd you and go? Like, not good. <laughs> She's looking at it and I can see in her eyes she knows that I've lied. Yeah. <laughs> Look, but it was a realistic lie. You didn't say 110 words a minute or anything. Uh, well, it wasn't realistic. That's the sad thing. That's how slow I was. They should introduce words per minute for typing on a phone. That's That's a skill that we need to know because I reckon... I reckon I'd have with more... With predictive text? No, without. Okay. Words per minute on a phone. I reckon I could do better than you on that. I reckon I'm a pretty fast t- uh, texter. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can have that made if it means something to you. <laughs> I'm not going to fight you on that one. I know you're trying to pick a fight, but... <laughs> I'm like, I, I could not care less. <laughs> Uh, so we've got time. We're on the Collective Noun Forum today. If you do want to be a part of it, uh, we'd love to have you on board. All you have to do is search for Collective Noun on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating as your admission price into the forum. Write whatever you want in the review and we'll read it out next time on the show. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, I had a bit of a terrifying run-in with a snake uh, on my street over the weekend. I was out walking my dog and I walked up. There's like a bunch of people, uh, local residents all gathered around in a huddle. And they're like, wait, don't go any further. There's a really dangerous snake on the path in front of us. And I kind of looked in front and I, I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm great at snake identification. No. It's not a skill I have. Don't you have a friend who's a snake catcher? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I, I really needed his expertise there because all I could see was that it had like, you know, the, the necks that like a cobra has where it's kind like of like a hood. Kind of like a hood, yeah. yeah. And and my general knowledge from watching Indiana Jones... They're bad. Snakes with a hood are not the good ones. They kind of look like a spoon. <laughs> I mean, you made it less threatening when, yeah. you, when you describe it like a spoon. But I guess, yeah, in some elements, they're spoon-like. Um, I Kind of like, are they vipers? Maybe they're vipers. I'm not sure. Just whenever they have that sort of uh, a frilled neck. Um, and I didn't know we had those sorts of snakes in Australia. Sure. We have um, a lot. Have you seen those before? I haven't seen that one, no. Right. So this was, it, it looked jet black. Yeah. It had that sort of a, you know, the, the, the frilled neck. It looked just like the really Venice ones you see in the movies. And everyone was standing around. There's about uh, 15 of us standing around about 10 meters from this snake. And how big was it? Is this a big snake? Um, I would say it looked a few meters kind of curled up yeah. where it was, where it was lying. And we were all kind of like, what do we do? Everyone's so it's holding just the dogs chilling back. out. It just seemed to be lying there for the moment. And and they told me, well, one of the, the, the neighbors said, we've called snake catcher. It's on their way. Um, we'll, we'll find out. I was just walking my dog and I stumbled upon it, right? So we're, at this stage, we wait about 15 minutes and there's a good group of about 15, 20 of us now standing on the curbside waiting for the snake catcher to arrive. He arrives and he joins us. He's standing there. He looks out at the snake and he's like, holy crap, I've never seen one of them. It's a rare one. It's like when you're playing Pokemon. Yeah, well, that's it. And you come across a Pokemon you've never seen before. And, and he's, he's really confused. Mm. He's like, what on earth is that? Anyway, he gets closer. <laughs> And I think you can see where this is coming. Yeah. He, he kneels down and he starts laughing. <laughs> and he said, this is a kid's plastic snake. <laughs> now, I wish this was the first time this has happened to you. <laughs> and I knew you were going to say that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but you 
stopping yeah. and causing a scene in a street yeah. for an animal that turned well, out to be a kid's toy <laughs> has happened on more than one occasion. This time I didn't start it, though, at least. There was a time that I did think there was a bird in front of me on the road that wouldn't move, and I stopped my car and started a traffic jam trying to get it to move. And it turned out to be a stuffed pigeon, wasn't it? Was, it? A was stuffed a, toy. <laughs> yeah, it was a stuffed toy. Which, Like, I mean, okay, I'm, I'm not saying that, that I'm great at handling yep. these situations. Well, I'm beginning to doubt... Yep. The bear story <laughs> you told me about when you said you saw a bear in your backyard. I'm beginning to think that it was just a teddy bear. <laughs> oh, that is all we've got time for on this show. If you want to hear the full thing back, uh, search for Collective Now on iTunes or your preferred podcast app and you can get the podcast there. We'll see you tomorrow at 10. Bye. Oh, yeah. That's all from Collective Noun. Grab podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy.